Uh, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 48. Jeremiah 48, verses 11 and 12. Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dregs and is not being emptied from vessel to vessel. Nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remained in him, and his scent has not changed. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I shall send him wine workers who will tip him over and empty his vessels and break the bottles. Ease is a dangerous thing. Of Moab, an undisturbed life. Of careless men, of people such as these need a shaking, a tipping over, an emptying, a breaking. Those at ease for far too long settle on their drags. Taste has remained in them by implication, intelligence, a mandate, advice, behavior, decree, discretion, judgment, reason, understanding. Their scent has not changed. Smell, fragrance, aroma, odor. A people settled on their drags, the drags of humanity. What does the Bible say in the book of Zephaniah and this concerning Jerusalem? Zephaniah 1 verse 12, and it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles and punish the men that are settled on their lees. That say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Reading from the New King James Version, and it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who are settled, that is, on their lees like the dregs of wine. Those that are settled in complacency who say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. Would it be appropriate to add a scripture such as this, Amos 6, 1, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion, and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Ease and complacency. How does the Lord view ease and complacency? What are his thoughts concerning these? Well, back to the book of Zephaniah, the Amplified. 
At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who like old wine are thickening and settling on their lees, who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. The living Bible I will search with lanterns in Jerusalem's darkest corners to find and punish those who sit contented in their sins, indifferent to God, thinking he will leave them alone. The Wycliffe Bible, and it shall be in that time I will seek throughout Jerusalem with lanterns, and I shall visit on all men pitched in their drags, which say in their hearts, the Lord shall not do well, and he shall not do evil. Lord, take us out of ease and complacency. If it means a tipping over, if it means an emptying, if it takes a breaking, that we not say such things concerning you, that we no longer trust in the mountain of Samaria. There is no doubt that an undisturbed life of careless men at ease and complacent settles them on their drags. These drags are vile in the eyes of the Lord. He would settle us differently. Isaiah 25, 6. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, the feast of wines on the lees, the fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. If this is to be, ease and complacency must go. Or the only lees we will know, the only drags we will know will be the drags of humanity. And those who have settled on such have no part in him. Back to the text, the New King James Version, Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his drags and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Nor has he gone into captivity, therefore his taste remained in him and his scent has not changed. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I shall send him wine workers who will tip him over, empty his vessels and break the bottles. Church, we need our taste changed. And we need our scent changed. Taste the intelligence, one's very mandate, advice, behavior, decree, discretion, judgment, reason, understanding. The scent, the smell, the fragrance, the aroma, the odor. You see, the Lord wants to take us higher and higher than the mountains of Samaria. 
Will we hear the call and answer? The call to come out of ease and complacency? Will he have to send the wine workers? Will we drive him to search with lamps? There is no doubt a taste to ease, and so to assent. Now concerning Moab, it was judgment. But what if a modern-day Moab would come out of ease and complacency at the warning of the Lord? What if a wayward Jerusalem would heed the word of the Lord? You know, the Lord is wise. The Lord knows the very thing, the things. The Lord knows that which would be to us a plague. It would settle us in ease and complacency. Bring it down to the individual level. The Lord knows the things that would be a plague, that will be a plague to us. The very thing and things that will usher in ease and complacency. Would we ask the Lord, would we not ask the Lord to have his way to keep us from settling, from settling on our drags? The words of Charles Spurgeon, I must pass on to observe God's cure for this malady. The usual way is by pouring our settled wine from vessel to vessel. If we cannot bear prosperity, the Lord will not continue it to us. We may pamper our children and spoil them, but the Divine Father will not. If we cannot bear the sweets, He will give us the bitters. When the Lord takes down His rod, children, earthly parents may play at chastening there, He is in earnest. And I warrant you, we smart when God lays on the rod. But we make the rod ourselves. We force the Father to smite us because we cannot be obedient and humble without it. He continues, What ought we to do if we are prospering? We should remember that prevention is better than cure. And if God is prospering us, the way to prevent lethargy is be very grateful for the prosperity which you are enjoying. Do not pray for trouble. You will have it quickly enough without asking for it. Be grateful for your prosperity, but make use of it. Do all you possibly can for God while he prospers you in business. Try to live very closely to him. It ought not to be so difficult for us to cling close to Jesus when providence is favorable to us. If you will take care that your wealth is laid out before God, that your prosperity is spent in his service, you may have a succession of bright days. 
Watch the very first symptoms of declining and fly to Christ, the great physician. He will give you the balm of Gilead, which will prevent the mischief. And you may bear the heats of prosperity as safely as the chill blasts of adversity. Listen, prosperity is just one thing that has settled many on their drags. The Lord delights in the prosperity of His servants. That is clear. But not when it leads to ease and complacency. If there is the gain of Him, have we become aware? Are we becoming aware of the very things that would have us settle on our drags? Is an undisturbed life the goal and the aim? Thank the Lord for this state. Should it be His way for us for a time, times, seasons, seasons? The tragedy is when his people get used to, accustomed to, addicted to an undisturbed life concerning kingdom matters. What of the gripping of time and schedule? The gripping of finances. The Bible is clear, the tithe is the Lord's. And let's proceed in generosity beyond the set. Undisturbed concerning kingdom matters, the rogue setting of the heart, eyes for another and for other things, ease and complacency. Can't be bothered, won't be bothered, don't want to be bothered. And the settling on their drags. Remember the account of the wise and foolish virgins? A group that had an appointment with the bridegroom. Matthew 25, beginning at verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. 
And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Wisdom versus foolishness. Watchful versus ease and complacency. No oil for the lamps. Yes, we've been talking about wine. Wine and drags, but here the focus is oil. And ease and complacency, foolishness, setting us in the place of emptiness. Emptiness when it comes to what really matters. Five wise, five foolish. You know, I wonder how many virgins are walking around with lamps today in this very hour having taken no oil with them. A group that had an appointment with the bridegroom. quite the text. When the Lord comes, it's not enough to rise up and trim the wick. If ease and complacency have left us without oil in that hour, there is no flame of witness. One might say the five virgins settled on their drags of the careless Carelessness, foolishness. I want to ask today, are our lamps burning? Have we taken with us a supply of oil? Are we minding the supply? Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, keep me burning till the break of day. Whether of Moab or Jerusalem, one thing is clear. The Lord is not pleased with this type of ease and complacency. Settled on the lees, settled on the drags of humanity. This is a message of hope, a call of hope. Should we hear it today, we can come out of the ease and complacency that settles us where the Lord would not have us. It's a call to surrender again, a call to embrace refinement, a decision and a cry that the Lord rid us of the drags. I know the very things, it's becoming clear and clear, the very things that would have me settle on my drags. The very things 
in this life that would be a plague to me. We must be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord. Must walk in holy fear before God. Wisdom versus foolishness. I can't imagine the five foolish ever thought that he would say to them, I do not know you. Part of the group that had an appointment with the bridegroom. Only 50% made it in. Many grow cold and complacent. Wanting an undisturbed life. And yet, that truly is a disturbed life. Matthew 24, beginning of verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. There's a lot of deception today in the kingdom. There's a lot of deception today in the earth. The enemy is working overtime. Ease and complacency is not the way of Christ. Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name. Are we reading this right? Many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets, many, will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Many, 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 many. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. The KJV, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Ease and complacency fit the bill. The amplified and the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, because of the spread of wickedness, the love of most men will grow cold. 
Who will endure? Who will hold out until the end? Will you? Will we? You know, a kind and gracious father comes with warning for his children. I've known the warning of my earthly father, and I've known the warning of my heavenly father. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 1.8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father. Proverbs 15.5, a fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. Any here today, ease and complacency. Things in this life, whatever it might be, have settled you on your drags, the drags of humanity. Woe to those that are at ease. Are there any here today that do not have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? The dregs you are settled on now will be your doom. Jesus is the answer. There's hope today because of Jesus. Hear these words. Christ took your cup of grief, your cup of the curse, pressed it to his lips, drank it to its drags, then filled it with his sweet, pardoning, sympathizing love and gave it back to you to drink and to drink forever. Listen, he literally drank the drags of your humanity. And what does he fill the cup with? Sweet, pardoning, sympathizing love. A cup to drink from forever. Let's have the worship team return today. Is there a need to continue on? Will we hear the call of the Spirit today? Will we repent of our ease, should there be any? Repent of complacency and settle only where He would have us settle. I don't want to live an undisturbed life if it means settling on my drags. And I certainly don't want to live an undisturbed life concerning the kingdom. Ease and complacency in the kingdom. Ease and complacency in our walk with the Lord. Ease and complacency concerning kingdom matters.
Forget about what other people think and set aside our own diseased convincing. What does the Lord have to say to us concerning these? Concerning ease and complacency. We touched on prosperity for a moment. There are many that get loaded up in this life, Christians. And pretty soon, ease and complacency settles in. They settle on their drags. No longer concerned with kingdom matters. They don't cry out to God like they did when they had nothing. When you're blessed, don't forget the Lord. Use it for His glory, for His honor, for His fame. Blessed to be a blessing. That's just one thing that settles people on their drags. We talk about so many other things in this life. What happened to the love that burned, the lamp that burned so brightly? What is it in your life that has brought you to a place of ease and complacency? That has you settled there. Set things right today. Call on the Lord and come to Him. Give Him the drags. Surrender them to Him. Come to the cross once again with that which you've settled on. Come broken. Come contrite. Lord, bring me out of ease and complacency. I stand in the house of the Lord today.